drawing room over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? Sure, at times you've felt, even in your own life, you could benefit from a symphonic arrangement. The swelling of strings to soundtrack the dramatic moments, but also to punctuate the smaller and quieter moments. My next guest has kind of been able to do this. Kate Sobrano is one of Australia's best-loved singers. She really doesn't require much introduction, but she's here today to talk about her 30th album, My Life is a Symphony, which reimagines some of her biggest hits with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Kate, welcome to you. That's nice. It's nice not to have the big spiel because, in a sense, it's sort of quieter. Yeah. We can enter in without too much expectation. Well, with a name <laughs> like Kate Sobrano, there is huge expectation. <laughs> the career you've had, 30 albums. Yeah, it's it's been uh, a big a big story, but one of which is incomplete because what I think that um, albums are not necessarily a sign of, of what you've accomplished but more a um, history of the efforts you've made to get better at what you do. So yeah, yeah. it's sort of, it's like a fantastic, um, yeah, they're like little markers of your journey. Well, symphonies do tend to have four movements. Do you see four stages in your life? Like the, the classic Elvis pattern, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like no, I do. The, the, I understand exactly what you mean. Do you, you have mean. four stages? Oh, most definitely. Oh, most definitely. And I've been in them because for 40 years from ingenue to the middle-aged woman, the new middle-aged modern woman, should I just say, <laughs> um, where we've defied stereotypes that were very, very rigid and seemingly immovable, and now they've become so flexible and fluid. This can't be the first time that you've sung with an orchestra backing. I mean, It's not the first time, but there are differing degrees of context, like how well you feel suited to the orchestra and what can you bring them? Because an orchestra is in itself a great and rare privilege, you know. You have... What does it feel like? Is it like driving an F1 car and yeah. you've got all this pit crew, all these people running around, or is it something more intangible? Yeah, it's sort of like the lift off of a plane and you feel the power of engineering at its finest with skill and talent and um, direction and, and you're actually captured within it as an audience, a fan and as a first-class passenger. And it's, so, so you're not the pilot, I, no, I know no. you said. Yeah, yeah no, you're not. Because this album includes some of your most loved songs from past albums, Pash, Brave, Lewis's Song, and also some of your own personal favourites across your discography. What did it feel like revisiting some of these, like old friends or a chance to tweak the old friend a bit or how do you think about that? I wanted to make my soundtrack, for instance, um, symphonic, just as I might have been listening to musicals as a kid, teenager. So Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mm, God, uh, the Sound of Music, yeah. right? And I couldn't get in and on the stage to be a musical artist because I was a rock and roller and I didn't find my way back into that space until I got to Jesus Christ Superstar. So you were somehow cool and excluded from this theatre group or this musical yeah, well, theatre yeah, group? Yeah, because, because a musical theatre voice and the whole, you know, the way it's actioned 
on in that space when I was in a funk punk band in the eighties. It it you couldn't. There was no way you could be both things all at the same time. I tried. I know what you mean now <laughs> I about really tried. staying in your lane, or you know the flexibility. Then that's what you're talking about. I the am. ability to well, you, you got the opportunity for Jesus Christ Superstar, and that led you on this different path. Right, and that led me into a path that I could design on my own. Right, like. You know, you're stepping into your own life. I'm mean, using a lot of metaphors, but this actually... It's, but it's, metaphor is the only way to describe some of these things, I think. Yeah, well, and you asked me, what is it like to play with a symphony? A metaphor, words are meaningless when it comes to a symphony. Wow. Absolutely meaningless. Yeah. There's like no way someone could describe some of the heights of, of symphonic playing, which, again, I want to just say... I had it very much in the forefront of my mind. I'm not going to deliver these guys three chords and a pop song. Mm. That's not what we're doing. So how did you go about choosing the songs and how did you go about choosing which ones not to pursue in this arrangement? First of all, I asked my friend um, for the depth of Roscoe. narrative. This yeah, Roscoe, Roscoe yeah. yeah, he's a really great dear friend of mine. And I was telling him this is where I was when I was singing the song and I was, I was writing the songs and these were my troubles, these were my concerns. And what I was trying to eclipse within myself, I was trying to find a better me or solve a problem by doing stupid things, you know. So they're not all the hits. They're some of the songs that are just meaningful to me. And I said, can you hear the symphony in that? And he's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no, 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 we can do that. And he was so without, um, apparently, without any boundary like he just he, nothing was off the table mm. when I'd say to him you know that moment for instance blah 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 I'm just describing a moment for him mm. and suddenly it's a little bit scary but you don't know why and you're wondering oh it's the music isn't it it's the music mm. that's prompting me to feel something so this is the power of soundtracks and every director I interview when it comes to film when they're paired in a cinematic sense say, say that music is always underrated or thought of last it's the last thing in the process and it sounds to me like well Evidently, music's always been the first thing in the process for you. Absolutely. I believe that there's a frequency to every person and that's why not all music will hit you in the same way as it will hit someone else. Do you think smell is more powerful than sound or sound more powerful than smell when it comes to memory? I think sometimes smell. I think they're about equal to each other. Mm, yeah. And paired together. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you've just joined me, Kate Sobrano's here. We're talking about her new album, My Life is a Symphony on RN Drive. Now, the horns and the strings in particular bring a certain cinematic quality to the songs. And, in fact, you've said that some of your inspiration for uh, the arrangement of Pash was the sort of, as you mentioned before, Willy Wonka, pure imagination. Yeah. I mean, it's an unexpected reference, but it really does make you hear it and focusing on the reference for that song. Why did you see that link with Pash? Well, I want to, first of all, not, I don't want to feel like I'm taking any responsibility for the arrangements because I, I didn't really Roscoe's do Roscoe's not here. You can claim it. Well, but I couldn't even because it, it's actually only through the heart of a young man could that sound have been produced. I set the frequency. I said this is the frequency. I want the tone to be nostalgic like Willy Wonka. I want pure imagination. Mm. But then he went and applied his gift, which is to... Right, well, write an original score, actually. 
without well, leaning too heavily on the original inspiration. You, would, which you is, wouldn't hear any yeah. particular song. Mm. So what is he? He's just listening to the divine part of him that's that's singing at that frequency. <laughs> in the past, you've interacted with music on all sorts of different platforms, from competing in The Masked Singer and Dancing with the Stars. You've sung in uh, well, the music for South Pacific. You've been an artistic director for several Adelaide Cabaret Festivals. Do they all seem different to you or all, they're all part of the same kind of out, out, outpouring of creativity to you? They're very different. I think we'll put them in the folder called survival. <laughs> <laughs> because there's artists, right, and an artist takes risks and they spend everything they have in order to go and pursue it. Um, when one can't art for either they're hungry or they've got no one who wants to back them and or they've lost confidence in themselves and they can't back themselves, then you do the closest thing to it, which is you help other artists and that's what you do. Mm. Um, and I've been in many forums where I've been able to enable other people's dreams, which is fantastic. Honestly, it's Rewarding. great. It's it's beyond, and even even actually on the stage in Melbourne and in Sydney and other places where I can, many artists who I've mentored will join me to sing on the stage just because I know they've never been in front of a symphony orchestra and I want them to feel what 40 years feels like. Mm -hmm. And this is the reward for staying in the game. Huge reward. It's massive. I want to ask you about AI. We're sort of seeing the advent of AI in music quite a I'm lot lately. I'm way too dumb to discuss this. Well, no, I was just curious about, about whether <laughs> or not... Nick Cave said it beautifully. Did you read his missive on AI? I did. Do you, do you remember what he said? Well, I, 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 I wouldn't want to paraphrase it because he's such a stunning you know, orator. He just has... He's like a, pulp, a man at a pulpit giving the sermon on the... So, he, he basically said that, um, you know, humans cannot be replicated. Creativity can't be replicated. And there's something almost, and Nick Cave would say this, there is something kind of divine about creativity. Do you feel the same way? Absolutely. But, you know, that's just set the cat amongst the, uh, the roost in as much as now it's how to prove Nick Cave wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, some artists, visual or auditory, are using AI as a paintbrush. So it can't mm. be – it's not always a limitation. It's just how you use it, right? Yeah, sure. Um, absolutely. Look, I can't check in with this because I'm such an analogue girl. I, I I feel things on a very kind of – my palate is my body and I res it, things, sound, taste, sensations, you know, they, they lead me into places that I wouldn't have ever dreamt I'd go. Yeah, I don't imagine AI tuning into your frequency. No, all. well, no. I mean, and even if I wanted to, I'd sort of feel in a way it was a little bit disingenuous. Like AI, I'd resent it if someone thought they could reproduce me because a child told me once that my voice is like sand with rainbows in it. Oh, and I'd love to see. That's a keeper. That's a keeper, isn't I, it? I think I have it tattooed on my body somewhere. Uh, do, do you? <laughs> I, might, I, I might have to steal that. That's really very poetic. Well, from the mouths of babes, babe. <laughs> and I believe that we, the closer we are to childdom, the saner we actually are because therein lies innocence and the intentions behind imagination are pure and they don't hurt anyone. I, you know, the greatest things that were imagined by really good people sometimes caused the most havoc to mankind and that was meant to have been at the very height of sophisticated intelligence. So I'm, I'm, a, bit, I'm a bit 
Keep it human. Pull the plug, I say. Okay, I'm with I'm a, you. I'm a bit I, of a, a Luddite say, like No, that. did you say, I was just testing you actually, just in that moment. <laughs> I was actually, we were doing a political dance there. I'm like, where is he what going he really with this? What does he really think? Yeah, oh, yeah. no, good, he's on my frequency. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon look and learn people and go and look at what it takes to be great. It takes winning and losing, winning yourself back and winning on your terms. Kate Sobrano, you've had so much winning in your career and I feel like I've won to getting the chance to talk to you here today. Oh, thank you, you so much. darling. An AI bot told me to say that. <laughs> Kate Sobrano, thank you so much. Good to see you. See ya. You've been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.